Do you find yourself craving affection? Do you find yourself starving for a touch? Do you find yourself feeling like they just don't care and they have just abandoned you? Welcome to the 50th podcast of my inner torch. One of the bad byproducts of living with somebody with BPD or MPD, when they split, when they devalue or detach from you, is the fact that somehow, some way, they just stop everything. And that includes uh, intimacy. Well, again, let me backtrack on that because again, like in my previous podcast where I talked about love bombing and calling it love bombing, I honestly don't believe that people with a cluster B personality disorder of MPD or UPPD or BPD can actually achieve intimacy. Remember, they haven't seen it. They have not witnessed it. It may be something in their magical thinking process that they think they are doing, but they cannot sustain intimacy and they can't really feel it, in my opinion. Have you felt that too? MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Of course, your emails are always welcome, but it's sad because I do receive many emails about these podcasts. And in the year, almost a year that I've been doing these podcasts, I have seen that all of us are kind of in the same boat. We are all starved of the very thing that most of us want in a relationship. And that's, that's intimacy. That's somebody loving us, truly loving us, not love bombing us, not presenting a mirage of what they think we want and then taking that away from us. And I think that's probably one of the most difficult things for most of us who have in, endured a long relationship with somebody with borderline personality disorder or narcissistic personality disorder, the, the denial of affection, the fact that that's not really in their repertoire, or if they do provide it, it is being used as a tool. They might be breadcrumbing you, just giving you just a little bit, just a little taste of what you used to have to kind of keep you in the fray, to keep you in the flock keep you close to them, to manipulate you, to control you. Because this is how I believe people with BPD and MPD um, control us. Okay? Yes, I do remember the time when my wife idealized us and me as a couple. And when she was very adept at, you know, being the, the person that I wanted her to be. And boy, was it fantastic. It was, it was great. I had never experienced something like that before. And so in my mind, I thought, wow, this is Nirvana. But actually, it really wasn't. It was a mirage. It was a play. It was a character that my wife was playing. She was very good at it, but she couldn't sustain. And now I am left with an empty feeling with somebody who I know doesn't actually really in the true sense of the word, love me. Okay. You know, you look at other people's relationships, you look at normal relationships and every relationship has its ups and downs, but you look at relationships that have reconciliation 
that you may have an argument with somebody, but it doesn't result in somebody picking up sticks and leaving, or in my case, moving out of the bedroom and not coming back. That's just not normal, folks. That's not normal. Okay, yeah, somebody can get angry. Somebody can sleep on the couch for a night. Somebody can, you know, sulk around and be quiet. But eventually, if that person is not dysregulated, they will come back and they will either apologize or they will open a dialogue in which you kind of see eye to eye again or you you make some sort of uh, boundary, you set some sort of boundary and, and you you move on as a couple. But when you are told that you are the bane of somebody's existence, when you are told that somebody is desperately unhappy because they are with you and that they're accepting their fate, that this is the way it's going to be. When somebody does not open a dialogue for reconciliation, like my wife doesn't, you have to wonder that this is not normal. And my biggest fear for you listening to this podcast is you may think it is because I did. I thought, well, it's a little strange, but I guess that's just the way she is. And so we'll just work around that. But it's not normal, folks. It's really not normal. And so if anything, this podcast, My Inner Torch, this 50th podcast, is more of a public service announcement that you have to understand that there's no winning in this relationship. There's no give or take. There's only giving. And you can never give enough to a borderline or a narcissist. That just doesn't happen. Uh, They will take as much as you're willing to give and then some. And you have to also understand that they will project their pain onto you, whether it has anything to do with you or not. And you will be the fault. You will be the go-to. You'll be the, the whipping post for all of their anger, anxiety, and crazy making. It's a very difficult job. And it's very unrewarding. Because there is no reconciliation. There is a lady who I really do suggest that you listen to on YouTube, A.J. Mahare. That's M-A-H-A-R-I. This is somebody who has published 700 or more videos on BPD and how to deal with it. And she, you know, really, 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 really speaks and resonates with me personally And that's why, again, I have no vested interest other than the fact that I think you will find her videos to be very enlightening. She talks about codependency. She talks about why BPDs do what they do. Okay. And she gives you an incredible insight, more so than I could ever wish to to provide you with, because she's been working with borderlines or actually victims of borderline personality disorder for over 30 years. A.J. Mahare. Please check her out. Uh, I think she's wonderful. She basically will enlighten you and make you understand why you remain in the relationship and why the borderline remains in the relationship. And you will see the dynamics spelled out for you that you may not notice. She's been a tremendous resource for me and I Hope she will for you too. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I always enjoy hearing from you. Please, any comments, suggestions, or feedback is always welcome. 
anything you or any questions you may have regarding my relationship and how I deal with it. It's very difficult. And I will tell you this, it's extremely difficult to accept the fact that there is no reconciliation and to understand that really the only way to get away from this condition is to actually go full no contact and leave the relationship. And that's not what I'm asking you to do, but I'm asking you to understand that there is, there's no solution. There's no magic wand. There's no cure to what you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And my My heart goes out to each and every one of you listening to this podcast because you're much like me. You are trapped in a relationship and you don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. Much like me, you're out there listening to whatever information you can get. And I admire you for that because you know what? Knowledge is power. It does help you deal better. And understanding that really the bane of my wife's existence on this planet is not my fault. You know, all of her negativity, all of her projections, uh, not my fault. Unfortunately, I am a cast member in her life. I play the role of the codependent and caretaker. It's not a fun role. It's not. But I'm removing the codependency aspect of the relationship. I'm taking myself out of that play. And as I begin to withdraw, my wife is beginning to notice changes in my behavior And she doesn't like it. She doesn't like the fact that I've gone into a quieter mode, that I don't speak my mind. There is no reason to. Unfortunately, you can't set boundaries. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts. You can't set boundaries with somebody with BPD. It just doesn't happen. They can't follow them. Remember, you're dealing with an inner child here, uh, a person whose emotional development was arrested at a very young age. They act like children. So they can't think clearly. They can't emotionally regulate like you or I can. They don't see things like you and I do. They have their own reality and it's their way or no way, folks. It's their way or no way. So if you choose to continue to walk the path of the relationship, if that person is so important to you, understand that it will come at a price. Understand that you will blink your eye and 20 years will go by And you'll sit there saying, why? What have I done? What do I have to show for this relationship? And if it's nothing but a world of hurt, well, that's shame on you. Okay? Shame on me. I hate to say it. But you have to understand that there is no cure for BPD or narcissism. It's there in somebody. It is written in their DNA, their psychological DNA, their emotional DNA. You're not going to take it out of them. You're not going to rescue them. Okay. You're not going to show them like I wanted to show my wife that the world is a good place. She will not see it that way. She'll see it the way she wants to see it. And how long do I want to continue to try to rescue? What am I trying to rescue? So take a moment, sit down, maybe even write it out, the pros and cons of your relationship with somebody who you suspect or does have BPD or MPD and say, why am I here? What am I getting out of this relationship? Why do I seemingly think that I love this person? Okay. That's a strong word because you actually probably do actually love them. They don't love you in the true sense of the word. They may like the idea 
of loving you. They may use that word, but I love you. Don't leave me. I love you. But truly, you have to think about it. Is this the way a loving person treats another person? And in my mind, if they're abusing you verbally, physically, they're emotionally neglecting you, they're not giving you what you need out of the relationship, folks, that's that's not love. Abuse is not love. And that's not a original statement that I'm using here. It's what a lot of people say. Abuse is not love. If I hit you and tell you it's a love tap, I'm hitting you. It's not a love tap. Okay, That's not how you show somebody that you love them. If I verbally abuse you and demean you and devalue you and detach from you and withhold from you things that you know, that I know, and you know that I need, that's not love. That's abuse, pure and simple. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me on this 50th podcast. New podcasts uploaded every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will continue my journey and I will continue to basically try to tell you all the warning signs and give you the options so maybe you can think something for yourself. I hope this inspires you. If anything, it inspires you to understand that you're fighting a fight, unfortunately, that you can't win. And I hate to be spoiling your party or maybe telling you something you don't want to hear. Believe me, I don't want to hear it. I wish that I could listen to a lot of podcasts out there and and somebody would tell me, hey, you know what? If you do this, this will make everything better. But unfortunately, it won't. Unfortunately, I'm here to kind of help stem the abuse because I'm tired of seeing people being abused, including myself. Okay? Emotional abuse is just as bad if somebody comes up and smacks you upside the head. In fact, I would go so far to say that emotional abuse is very damaging because it takes some people years to get over. Start your healing process now. Seek out books and other resources. We live in the age of the internet. Watch AJ Mahare, Renee Swanson. These are all people that will tell you like it is. No sugarcoating, including myself. Thank you for your continued support. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my inner torch.